1: KJ and
2: Lions on W.E.E.I. Final segments coming here on W.E.E.I. with KJ and Lions. Thank you for spending your Saturdays with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. John, we've been tagged up now for maybe, it hasn't even been a dozen shows.
3: Yeah, maybe it doesn't. I don't I'm even to think, it's, think we started in the August, right? Yes. Yeah, so so
2: may, maybe it dozen. We're right on that edge. Yeah, we're getting fan mail. Usually not nice, but still getting. You know what? They see you as the good cop and see me as the bad cop. Okay. And and I right. think that's and I think it's played perfectly. Yeah. Right, like,
3: I, I think you're a nice guy. You're not quite the bad
2: cop. Yeah, but you're, don't blow my – do we want to say you're not really that nice? Or maybe
3: me. I'm the deep cover bad cop. I'm just appearing to be nice, you know. And I'll no. reveal myself in March or something.
2: You know, You know what it is? And this is the funny thing because John's level of intellect is so high that he's a good guy to not do devious things, but his mind is always thinking. And so what's funny is because as a teacher, my wife was a teacher at one time, there's a part of me that's like, wow, I sometimes have to remember that I'm not one of her students. And so, <laughs> yeah. and so you, John does not do that, but John has such a high level of intellect. Like if you ask him how many people does it take to screw in a light bulb, he's going to give you a mathematic problem of the best and effective way. Instead of just in saying a one. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. It's just saying one, he'll give you the effective way of like the balance of shifting weight between what's – if the person's stronger with the right arm, how, how conducive are they crossing the body – Depending on how they go up the that's the math John would do. I would say um, hire somebody if you've got to answer that ask that question, right? Like just hire somebody. So appreciate you, John. Appreciate, appreciate you for taking. Absolutely, thank you for you tuning in and, and and joining us and seeing. You know, I I've joked around with Ken Laird saying that I'm I'm kind of like Rick Flair of the station here. Like I can win a singles title and I can win you a tag team title if you need it. Damn it! So you know I I really appreciate it. So. A lot of fun working with you and look forward to continuing to work with you here moving forward. Yeah, We're going to now, be
3: busy over the holidays, so all those people sending us hate mail, get yeah. excited because we'll be in next, what, next Friday night, then yeah. a bunch of times the week of Christmas. So yeah. Yeah. if you so, hate listening to us, tune in yeah, coming man, up in December.
2: Look, we don't take ourselves seriously, but we are enjoyable, and that is very, very key in this industry. Like, If I was supposed to be your expert, like, trees. Yeah, you know, that's that's why that's why they don't have sex talk with porn stars on the radio. Like everybody does some things, and some people just are better at acclimating themselves into the conversation than others.
3: It's not a direction I thought we'd go, but uh, Well, right. I,
2: I thought about it in college. I was broke. Look, here are the college football rankings going into today: Georgia one, Michigan two, Washington three, Florida State four. On the outside, Oregon or Ohio State, Texas, Alabama. Let's go ahead and scratch Oregon off this college playoff yep. list because. I think what what Washington did last night was guarantee that they are going to be one of the four playoff teams, so we know that. Where it gets interesting, and I don't know how much of it... Uh, we'll get to the Georgia game in a second. The Michigan game, I don't think against Iowa is going to be anything interesting, so we might scratch Michigan in there, would you say?
3: Yeah, like I, w- but I would after last night. I'd probably put Washington ahead of Michigan. i put Washington too. at two and yep. Michigan at three. And the thing about Michigan... If they beat Iowa, that's only going to be the third-ranked team they've beaten. Now, granted, one of them was Ohio State, a top-five team, but now Washington's beaten Oregon twice, yep. in, including when Oregon was a top-five team Once last night. Once at home night. as well, yep. So, And actually, that is now Washington's fifth win over a ranked team. So might, I, I would you, put them ahead of Michigan.
2: You might make an argument that Washington could be the best ranked, could be the best team in America. I Now, in, not in terms of what I see on paper, not in terms of what my eyes are telling me, but in terms of just what they've been able to do, where with Georgia, I joked when I was on BetQL at the beginning of the football season with a guy in down in Atlanta, hey, you know, when does when the cupcake frosting come in for the Georgia schedule? And here's why I think the Florida State-Georgia games are interesting coming up. That's why you don't want to miss... Uh, the SEC championship game playing here on WEEI at 3.30 after KJ and Lions. I believe if Georgia loses, they get punished for their week schedule and they're out as a one loss. So I could see them still being in because Georgia, I-, I know you mentioned week schedule.
3: I mean, they've beaten four ranked teams this year and they blew out three of those four, including number nine at the time, Ole Miss. So like they've had a tougher schedule than I think it appeared at the beginning of the year. And There's the last time a team won three national championships in a row was the 1930s. So it's a very difficult thing to do. It doesn't really happen much. But there, to me, Georgia of all these teams we're talking about in the top five, top six, they're the only team that is top ten in both offense and defense. Like this is still an elite team. So I mean, I think they win today. But even if they lose, I could see them dropping from like one to four. Because then, if you want to compare the one loss teams, like I'd still probably take Georgia over Texas. I'd take Georgia over Ohio State. And Bama beat Georgia, but so Texas how do you beat take- Bama. And is Bama going to jump all the way from eight up to a top four? I mean, it's possible, but well, I, I think well, so, Georgia has a better resume than maybe it looked like it was going to be at the beginning of the year. So
2: let's look at five, six, seven, eight going into last sure. night. Oregon, take them out. Ohio State, I think, sits in a waiting spot for somebody major to drop. Like, two shoes have to drop for Ohio State. I don't know if that happens. I think Texas, it's already
3: not happening. Sorry to cut you off, KJ, but with Texas, right. they're up 42-14 to 14 on Oklahoma State right now in the fourth quarter. So I think that wind is going to seal the fate of Ohio State. They're not going to be See, in.
2: See, I would be on the other side of that ledger saying that, hey, Ohio State, their one loss is potentially to the number 1 team after all this is said and done and didn't get a chance to play after that. With Texas... Texas, to no fault of their own, by losing to Oklahoma and Oklahoma going on to lose to Kansas and to Oklahoma State, yeah. that hurts Texas. I don't care if they have that one win over Alabama. I'm more because I really believe, especially with the SEC, they sometimes rank these other teams just so that way the conversation is still there at the end of the at the end of the year. Because okay, yeah, Ole Miss at ten and two is the eleventh ranked team in the country. You're gonna tell me that they're they're worse than Penn State, right? Like Penn State is nowhere in the conversation at ten and two. They're behind Missouri. Okay. So Ole Miss this team that Georgia beat earlier is not better than a ten and two Missouri team. So th- there's where I start to have some of the issues because I think they have to play this numbers game. Cause there was an interesting fact when Georgia played Tennessee a couple weeks ago. It was the first time in their win streak in like twenty something games that Georgia was playing a ranked team on the road. Are you kidding me? Right so to me if Georgia doesn't win this game against Alabama their one loss shines greater than all their other wins I believe and Alabama says you know what our one loss is to Texas on a pretty much a one possession game
3: the scenario I could see there KJ is I could see Bama and Texas both getting in if The committee doesn't want Florida State in. So if Florida State loses, or even if they win, but they don't look good, because the thing about Florida State, and I know it's never happened that an undefeated Power 5 conference champ has been left out of the college football playoff, but but they're on their backup quarterback. They didn't really play that well against Florida last week, and they've only beaten two ranked teams this year. Now, one of them was number 5 LSU on opening weekend, but they only have two wins versus ranked teams. So even if they beat Louisville, that would only be their third win against a ranked team. And if Bama beats Georgia and Texas continues this blowout, I might look at those two teams and say, yeah, I think they're better than Florida State. And I wonder if the committee would, too. Now, that would be very controversial. It would piss off a lot of people. But You couldn't do it.
2: You couldn't do it because I it's a power but, five but, conference.
3: And that's the thing, right? It's never happened before. But if I'm if I'm honestly looking at the four best teams, I would say the winner of Georgia-Alabama, washington and then probably Texas. So if Georgia beats Alabama, hey, whatever, then they're in no matter what. But I don't know if I look at Florida State without Jordan Travis as, as good as a Texas who's fully loaded and blowing out OK State or an Alabama that beats Georgia, like that's well, I, a, if Jordan Travis was healthy, I'd say slam dunk they're in. But that that's what gives me pause.
2: So the other side of that is, what if Florida State wins the game tonight against Louisville with their backup quarterback? Then get their starting quarterback when it comes bowl season, right? So yeah. that's why I don't think you well, can really play that dance when it terms like if you have an undefeated Power Five conference team and they win their championship. So obviously they if they're undefeated, they won their championship. They're in. And, that, so, and in
3: defense of that, too, Ohio State, the first ever college football playoff winner in 2014, did it with a third string quarterback. So, like, right. that does give Florida State some ammo there for that. And, and right. that, to me, that's the. I would not be shocked, KJ, if Louisville wins this game. So, and, and then, then I think Florida State's definitely out. If they well, lose, it would have been a, it would a better story
2: out. if Louisville didn't lose to Kentucky last week. And if Louisville won tonight, then you would Ooh, have yeah. a lot of bedlam going on where you'd probably have two one loss teams in there instead of the one. Here's where I think I think Georgia loses today. I think you end up with Michigan 1, um uh Washington 2. I think Florida State moves uh, stays at uh moves stays at 4 and then probably Alabama. I think they I think they leapfrog Texas because you don't have to reward a conference champion with a one loss. You don't have to reward them. So you can make the argument for Texas, but then you would say, "Well, you know what?" Oklahoma fell apart. Oklahoma State was really kind of forced narrative. TCU was a horrible team this year.
3: And Bama got a lot better. Since that Texas loss, they are a different team than they were when they lost to Texas.
2: Right, and Alabama, really, after that Auburn win, and if they win again today, they are a team, you would say, they are the hottest one-loss team that can do damage in this playoff because, again... If you're a Power 5 conference winner, but you're not undefeated, I don't think there has to be a guarantee that they put you in.
3: Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Like, if you're a one-loss conference champ. But the problem with Texas is, like, if I'm a Texas fan, like, we beat Alabama by 10 points in Alabama. And I think that should count for something. Like, that, this is a tough spot for the committee. If I'm the committee, but if I'm on the committee, I'm
2: Oklahoma ho- State, Oklahoma team that lost to Oklahoma sure. State and lost to
3: Kansas. If I'm on the committee, I am hoping for, a Florida State loss and a Georgia win, because then I can put Texas in. I don't have to worry about the Florida State backup quarterback thing. Bama's not leapfrogging anybody. So that, to me, is kind of the cleanest scenario, unless, of course, you just put Florida State in and you know the top for all win. But I think if Bama wins, it creates a lot of problems for the selection committee.
2: Yeah, I think you automatically take Ohio State out, right, because you couldn't even get to a conference final game to determine your fate, right?
3: Yeah, it's t- the only way I could see Ohio State getting in is if Michigan and FSU and Georgia all lose. Like if they if they all lose and Washington's your only undefeated team, then I could maybe see a path for Ohio State. But even then, it's it's tough.
2: That's very hard to imagine that Michigan losing. To,
3: no, I, and that's to, yeah. the thing. I and, and even then. Like a one-loss Georgia team, I, I, I'd still probably like them more than Ohio State. I would like Bama more. I would like Texas more. like th- That's
2: the problem. Yeah, I would like Georgia better as a one-loss over Ohio State because they would both be in kind of this equal equilibrium. This is where you might make the argument where, okay, where does Texas fit in this because if Texas beat Alabama and Alabama beat Georgia, does Georgia go behind Texas? I say no. And again, it goes back to – they lost to Oklahoma, who would then go on to lose. It wasn't like, hey, Oklahoma was undefeated, and then their last loss and their only loss is the final game against Texas. That's why, I I mean, granted, the Red River shootout, I think it would be something different moving forward, but I, I, I just find it very hard for Texas to be considered that the team that they lost against within the next few weeks, within the next four weeks, would lose two games to lesser opponents. That's why I think... They pushed Ohio. They pushed a number on Ohio on Oklahoma State so hard. Like you're going to tell me they're the 18th best team in, the, in in the country? I think you're only telling me that because they're playing Texas and you want some eyes on the game. Yeah, I just you're not going to tell me that they beat a qualified. You would have to say out of all the teams that are playing in their conference championships today, Oklahoma State's the worst team. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah. I mean, maybe Iowa because they can't score, but they still won ten games and have a great
2: defense. Yeah, you're probably right. Oklahoma State's probably the worst team. A nine, th- they're a nine-loss team, a three-loss yeah. team now after yeah. losing to Texas today. So uh, it, no, it'd this would be their fourth
3: loss today. Actually, yeah. they're nine and three coming in.
2: Yeah. So you see what I'm saying? Texas beating a nine and three team to win their championship versus Alabama beating an undefeated, number one ranked team for their championship, and there's one spot remaining. There's no way you can tell me that Texas gets in before Alabama. Yeah, and, and I think,
3: and let's say Alabama wins big over Georgia, then I think it's easier to put them in. But let's say they win on a last-second field goal, it, it's tough. I mean, I like I said, I think the committee really wants Georgia to just win and Florida State to either win big and look fine or lose, and they can put Texas in.
2: Right. I so I think the committee. here, I'm with you right there. They, it, we want Florida State to. Yeah. Or so,
3: win by 30 and you're like, okay, they'll be fine with the backup quarterback.
2: Right. Well, again, it'll be a few weeks. You might get your starting quarterback by him, I think so. he's
3: going to be out, Jordan Travis, yeah, for I, the playoff.
2: I think, he, I think he made him even questionable
3: today. I don't, I honestly, I haven't seen the injury report for that, so I'm not, yeah. they may have, I, I haven't seen it.
2: So remember, right after KJ and Lions here, 3.30 on WEI, it will be the SEC Championship, Georgia against Alabama. Georgia looking to stay undefeated. Alabama looking to make a case to be that fourth team into the playoffs.
0: direct their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours.
3: K.J. and Lions on WEI. Yeah. What's your favorite color, baby? Yeah.
2: K.J. and Lions, WEI. Thank you so much for hanging out on your Saturday. We're about six minutes away from Georgia. Alabama SEC championship. Thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out for the last three and a half hours. You missed any? Odyssey app is free. What is your favorite color, John? Probably blue. I yeah. Would guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. blue guy, I am too. Yeah. So blue is my favorite color. Um, before we get into move them in, move them out, something crazy happened this week, John. So I'm reading this story in the Globe that's it's going back over the Charles the Chuck Stewart case. And the reason why I'm reading it is because when I first came to Boston back in like 1999, 2000, I was working at a station, WILD, over in Roxbury. And I remember interviewing with the woman at the time who was in charge of like the Mission Hill district. And through years, I had a Mission Hill coffee cup until I think an ex-girlfriend threw it at me one night, broke it, I'm like, you yeah, know, that means a lot. But as I was reading the story, one part of the story says, hey, there was a crisscross poster on some teenager's wall, and I, I added, tweet the Globe. I was like, how does a, a crisscross poster end up on someone's wall in 1989? And they don't come out till 1992. So they were able to correct that and put that in the story uh, to show that it was actually from a civil case, the photo was, and unmarked, that, that would come in 92. Because I was like, wait a minute, I am enjoy reading the story, but I, you ever read something, you're like, Okay, that's not true. Yeah. Do you do those things? Like yeah, you, like they you? Yeah. In
3: my head I'll be like that's not correct.
2: It happened to me one happened to me on my honeymoon I'm in San Diego and I'm a huge Led Zeppelin guy. And one of their bigger bootleg concert shows is from the San Diego Sports Arena. So the guy who's driving the car, he said, "Oh yeah, you know, I saw them in concert at this same arena." I was like, "Oh, how cool. Did you see the 77 tour? Would you go to the 75 tour?" He was just like, "No, nah. he's like I I went my senior year in like 85. I was like, Led Zeppelin had been over for five years. Like, you didn't see them at at this place in 85. He's like, well, I graduated in 85. I was like, well, I believe you graduated in 85. I was like, but you didn't see this group. They had been, the drummer had been dead for five years. Like, you didn't see this group. My wife gave me that hard nudge, like, let it go.
3: Yeah, tough to see a group when they're dead.
2: Right, when (laughs) they're no longer a group, you know? So I'm that type of person, like, I'm not going to argue you too much, but if it's like it's a damn out-and-out, like, not, doesn't match... I gotta say something. So uh, remember, you can follow us at Twitter at The Real John Lyons, at KJ Carson, of course, at WEEI. Uh, before we say our thank yous and goodbyes, uh, Nico, hit it.
0: <laughs> Just when I thought I was out, pony, like a kid. It's go time! You're <laughs> nah, nah,
2: nah, nah, nah. him a little bit. Too bad we can't stay, baby. <laughs> all right, John. I'm going to give you a series of New England feature uh, figures. Do you move them in or do you move them out? Ready? Ready. Move them in or move them out. The Carolina Panthers go all in for the interim head coach and win enough games to not finish with the worst record in the NFL this year. Or will they not move out of having the worst record in the nfl
3: they are going to have the worst record in the nfl and the chicago bears are going to be very grateful for that
2: yeah because if they improve themselves then guess who improves as well the new england patriots potentially could get to the two maybe even the one spot i think it's quite a bit much move them in or move him out attempt to trade mac jones out of new england in the off season or have him back in camp As the number two QB next year.
3: I'd I'd attempt to trade him. I just don't know if anyone's going to want him, but I would (laughs) attempt to
2: trade him. I say have him back. Kind of chew on what's in front of you. Maybe you compete. Give it one more try, like that Brian McKnight song, Uh, One Last Cry, Um, and see if there's a deal for him coming down the road, especially once you get into next season. If you establish, let's say, Malik Cunningham is your third quarterback or you've got a strong number three, and you're definitely riding with the number one, you'll be able to try the number, trade the number two. Okay, last one. Move him in or move him out? Move Chris Sale into a setup reliever role to preserve his pitch count or keep putting him out there as a front-line 1-2 starter?
3: I keep him as a starter, but I, I think he's going to end up being a 4-5 or five starter. But I still think that's more valuable no, than line having a front
2: 1-2, right? Because if you're 4-5, no, you he's, he's not going to be
3: a front-line starter for me. He's going to be a 4-5. or five.
2: So, Okay. Yeah. You like that? It's pretty simple, right? Moving them yeah, in. Yeah. You know who did the cuts and scratches at the very beginning of this production? No. Me! That's who? Me! Look at all the stuff we put into this show. It's like a 25 KJ, move them show. in. They, they, well, KJ's already here. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. I, I've got a little thing. In, I've got an employee number and everything. So thank you so much for being here again. All right, John, give me your four teams real quick. That are national championship playoff. Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Texas. Give me Michigan, Washington. Um, it'll be Alabama, and I don't know who I'm missing. <laughs> uh, who cares? <laughs> Nico, thank you so much for your hard work. Have a great Saturday. We'll talk to you again next week here on WEI. See you.